Stacey Locio. I'm the emergency manager for the city of Northport, and today we're going to discuss storm surge and flooding and how both of those affect Northport during a hurricane. So storm surge is when strong sustained winds are constantly blowing over a long period of time over the Gulf and pushing water up onto shore. So when that happens, there is a lot of flooding a lot in beach erosion along the beaches and the homes inland. However, the storm surge can also push water up the river. So it could push storm surge up the Mayaka River, for instance, from the Gulf. And then the water coming downstream from the river has nowhere to go. So that can cause water to back up along the rivers and cause flooding. That, along with a lot of rain that comes from these hurricanes, can also cause an increase of water flooding into the rivers and into our water management okay. systems, causing all right, good morning. Today is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. It is 10 a.m. and we are in the city chambers and I call the city commission regular meeting to order. Commissioners present are Commissioner McDowell, Commissioner Langdon, myself, Mayor White, Vice Mayor Stokes, and Commissioner Emmerich. So there is a quorum for this meeting. Also present are City Manager Fletcher, City Attorney Slayton, City Clerk Faust, Assistant City Clerk Powell, we, I know that both chiefs are in the house, right? Chief Garrison and Chief Titus back there. And I'm going to call on Ms. Erica Gregory, the district director for Congressman Stubbe, to lead us in the pledge. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I am looking for approval of the agenda. So moved. Second. Who seconded? I'll second. Okay. <laughs> so we have an approval of the agenda um, by Commissioner Emmerich and seconded by Vice Mayor. Let's vote on that. Commissioner McCall. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have a no? Do you want to oh, okay? Okay, and that uh, passes four to one, Commissioner McDowell. The reason why I dissented is because this is the second time I have requested an agenda item to be placed on the agenda, and it was denied by the city manager. The agenda item I requested for today's meeting, city manager will be putting on a workshop. Unfortunately, the discussion points require a motion, not and motions are not allowed at a workshop. So that is the reason for my dissension. All right, thank you for clarifying that. And we move on to public comment. Is there any online public comment, Judy Clark? Yes, there is. All right. Vladimir Bravchenko, supporting adopting property standards regarding light nuisance. Commissioners have been helpful to solve an issue, and I hope we can finally get light nuisance ordinance in place so other people are considerate of neighbor's peace. That's all for online. And we have Erica Gregory in person. All right, you can come up over here. Good morning. Thank Good morning. you for your time today. 
Um, I just wanted to take a moment to introduce myself, Erica Gregory. I'm the district director for Congressman Stubbe's office. We have two offices, um, permanent office in Sarasota on Fruitville Road and a permanent office in Punta Gorda. And I just wanted to, to let you know we're here to support you in every, any way we can. Um, I wanted to bring your attention when you're out and about in the community. I know constituents ask questions of all of us, whether we know the answer or not. So I'm hoping to prepare you a little bit. A couple of the hot topics that we get is regarding um, HR 1331, which is now 5863. It's the Disaster Recovery Tax Relief Act that did pass the House several weeks ago, and now it's in the Senate. So if people want to know the status of that, um, or, or you're, you're out and about in the community and it comes up, um, call their senator. That's, that's where it is now, and, and it needs to pass the Senate in order for um, us to be able to actually reap the benefits of that tax relief and claim it on our taxes. Otherwise, everybody's going to be um, doing amendments to their taxes. And I think it's already past that point that they're going to have to amend their taxes. Um, passports was a hot topic last summer. So I'm encouraging everybody to get ahead of their passports if they anticipate travel and remind people to look at their expiration dates for a lot of places. Your passport needs to be valid for six months after travel, after the date of travel, and that gets people sometimes. Um, appropriations, we're a little bit behind on 2025 appropriations, so if anybody from the, the city is interested in um, requesting appropriations from Congressman Stubbe, um, we, will, we will be publishing a form for you to complete, and then um, we're looking at probably um, April for it to be due, um, if you're interested in 2025 appropriations. And then we do have mobile office hours. Our next ones are this Thursday um, at the Venice City Hall, and then on February 28th, we're going to be in Englewood Chamber of Commerce. So we are out and about in the community um, trying to go where people are rather than just our two offices. So it's open to walk-ins for constituents um, in Venice on this, this Thursday and Englewood, um, February 28th. That's all I have. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you. Very informative. All right. We move on to, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. What? Do we have any other comments? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have the right thing on here. I guess I do. Go ahead, Commissioner McDowell. I'm sorry. I was, I was hopeful that maybe somebody could grab her contact information so that we could have it for future reference. Maybe she could leave some cards. I, I, I have a card. And, and But I did you want more? Me. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You say that you have one. I think we do. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's move on to announcements. <clears throat> Current vacancies for the following boards and committees include Art Advisory Board, Auditor Selection Committee, Charter Review Advisory Board, Citizen Tax Oversight Committee, Community Economic Development Advisory Board, Environmental Advisory Board, Police Officers Pension Trust Fund Board of Trustees, Parks and Recreation Advisory Board, Planning and Zoning Advisory Board, Veterans Park Advisory Committee, and Zoning Board of Appeals. One resident of Northport to serve on the Citizen Advisory Committee for Sarasota County Advisory Council vacancies. One resident of Northport to serve on the Citizens Oversight Committee for School Facility Planning. If anyone would like more information, please see the City Clerk's Office. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Moving on to the consent agenda. City Manager, has any items been pulled? No, Madam Mayor. Oh, okay. 
So I'm looking for a motion. So moved. Second. All right, we have a motion to approve the consent agenda made by Vice Mayor Stokes and seconded by Commissioner Langdon. So let's vote. And that passes five to zero. All right. Moving on to item five. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. Um, public hearings. Yes. ACCPLF 23158. This is a quasi judicial hearing. City Clerk, can you read the petition title and swear in those who are wishing to give testimony? Consideration of petition PLF 23 158, Minnesota Beach Road Extension, plat number one. Can everyone wishing to provide testimony please stand and raise your right hand? We swear or affirm that the testimony you're about to provide is true and accurate to the best of your knowledge to help you God. Thank you. All right, we'll go down the row for ex parte communications. Commissioner McDowell? None. Commissioner Langdon? None for me. I have nothing. Vice I Mayor. also have nothing. And uh, Commissioner Emrich? Yeah, I have nothing, ma'am. Okay. All right, do we have any aggrieved parties, City Clerk? All right. Presentation by the applicant. No? No? Okay. Presentation by staff. Good morning, Carl Benj, Planning and Zoning. I have been sworn. Okay. So today we're talking about Minnesota Beach Road Extension, plat number one, and this is petition PLF 23158. The applicant is John Lazinski, and the property owner is Minnesota Beach Ranchlands LLLP, and the consideration of Minnesota Beach Road Extension plat from the current intersection of Prado Road, and the extension is approximately 1,900 linear foot northwest. The final plat was reviewed to ensure it was consistent with the approved subdivision and infrastructure plans. The final plat includes a 1900 linear foot northwest extension from the current intersection of Prado Boulevard with a total of 5.6699 acres impacted. Here's the proposed plat. And here is the proposed plat over the existing conditions. The final plat was reviewed and approved <coughs> by the contracted city surveyor for conformance with the Florida statutes, chapter 177. And the final plat was reviewed for conformance with the approved subdivision, SCP 23035, and infrastructure, INF 2334 plan. The Planning and Zoning Division recommends approval for petition number PLF 23158, Minnesota Beach Road Extension, plat number zero. And if you have any questions, I'll be happy to answer them. All right, thank you. That was short and sweet. Thank you for that. Um, so now we're looking for a rebuttal. There's no applicants not here, no brief parties. Staff, do you have a rebuttal to yourself? Uh, we do not. <laughs> okay. And now we're moving on to public comment. Any public comment on this? Okay. So any questions? Commissioner McDowell. The only question I have, because it's not very clear, where 
not very clear where exactly is this. Um, when I looked at the survey, I mean, what village is it close to? So I, I apologize for that. I had that in the presentation. I just kind of glossed over it. I didn't think you, you'd mind. It is, it is in Village E, and it's west of Wisteria subdivision, uh, south of Village F2. So it's in village F. Village is it going through village E or going? Is it's it in village F? DNF? So it's at. Um, let me. I apologize. Let me bring that back up. So this um, right here is Wisteria, and it is south of village F two, and I think up here is village F two. Um, I'm sorry, I don't have a, a more. That's fine. I just Out. wanted to kind of get a better understanding. Where is this now? No where is Island Walk in relation to this? Is that like off the? I couldn't give you an accurate representation of that right now. I would have to double check the map to to ensure that. Just curious. No problem. Thank you so much, Vice Mayor. Yes, um, <clears throat> I'm intimately knowledgeable about this particular area since my new home is going to be in Wisteria. If you go up Prado to Minnesota Beach Rotary and you make the right, that actually is the extension there. It runs right along Wisteria and then will run behind, as I understand it, Island Walk and connect eventually with, um, is it Venice East, which comes up along the side of Sarasota National. I believe in the PZAB meeting, um, John did mentioned that it was going, um, but however, I believe that's being taken care of by a different entity. Um, right. I don't think John is going to be is, is doing that. <laughs> right, but that eventually will connect, so you'll be able to come All down. All the way to, I believe, what, 776? Come down go up that road and come in the back way if necessary, right. but I think that completes the piece and brings it right out to that road, so. Okay, all right. All right, so any other questions? I don't see anything. So now we're moving to closing arguments. Yeah? Uh, we have nothing. Okay. So I'm gonna close this portion of the public hearing and I request a motion. I'll make a motion, Madam Mayor. All right. I move to approve the Minnesota Beach Road Plat number one, petition number PLF 23158, and find that based on the competent and substantial <coughs> evidence the plat is consistent with Florida Statute se uh, Section 177.081, the Unified Land Development Code, and the Northport Comprehensive Plan. All right, we have a motion made by Commissioner Langdon to approve the Minnesota Beach Road Plat Number One Petition Number PLF 23158 and find that based on the competent and substantial evidence, the plat is consistent with Florida Statute Section 177.081, the Unified Land Development Code, and the Northport Comprehensive Plan, and that was seconded by Commissioner Emmerich. If there's nothing else, let's vote. And that passes five to zero. All right. Moving on to resolutions. B, resolution number 2024, R09. City Clerk, can you read this by title only? Resolution number 2024 R 09, a resolution of the City Commission of the City of Northport, Florida, partially terminating grants of easements in sections 28, 29, 32, and 33, Township 39 South, Range 21 East, located in Sarasota County, Florida 
providing for incorporation of recitals, providing for partial termination and release of easements, providing for recording, providing for conflicts, providing for severability, and providing an effective date. All right, thank you. City Manager. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, this item, 2024, The city of Northport, uh, we were granted um, non-exclusive um, ingress and ingress easements identified in this official record. Now, Stable Trace Development Partners has reached out to us and they have asked for the city to terminate and release portions of several easements because the city and developer have agreed that the current infrastructure will be taken out of service, removed and replaced with a new infrastructure and new easements granted as record, as rec and recorded as part of the plan. <coughs> Um, we ask you to approve this resolution as it is written. We're happy to answer any questions you may have. All right. Thank you. Commissioner, questions? I'm not seeing any. Do we have any public comment on this? All right. So I'm closing this portion of the public hearing and looking for a motion. I'll make it. Go ahead. I move to adopt resolution number 2024-R-09 as presented. Second. All right, we have a motion made by Vice Mayor Stokes to adopt resolution number 2024-R-09 as presented, and that was seconded by Commissioner Emmerich. If there's nothing else, let's vote. And that passes 5-2-0. Moving on to ordinances. Item C, ordinance number 2024-03. City Clerk, can you read this by title only? Ordinance number 2024-03. Oh, no, wait a minute. Uh, do I? Sorry, yeah. I have to make a motion. I'm yes. looking for a motion. I'm sorry, City Clerk. Second. All right, we have a motion made by Commissioner Emmerich to direct the City Clerk to read by ordinance only, and that was seconded by Commissioner Langdon, so let's vote on that. And that passes five to zero. Okay, city clerk. Ordinance number 2024-03, an ordinance of the city of Northport, Florida, annexing approximately 6.89 acres of real property located in the unincorporated areas of Sarasota County, Florida, and contingu contiguous to the existing city limits of the city of Northport, Florida, redefining the boundary lines of the city of Northport to include this property, providing for findings, providing for annexation, amending the official zoning map, providing for assessment and taxation, providing for filing of documents, providing for conflicts, providing for severability, and providing an effective date. All right. City Manager, this is your item. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, Flash Investors, LLC, the property owner, formally submitted to the city of Northport a petition for voluntary annexation for a 6.89 acre property located at the southeast corner of the intersection of South River Road and Tamiami Trail. Uh, following the annexation of the property into the city boundary, any petition to change the future land use of the property would have to go through Sarasota County approvals following the county charter, as there is no longer an active joint planning agreement between the city of Northport and Sarasota County. The city attorney has reviewed an approval in this 2024-03 to form a correctness, and we're happy to answer any questions you may have. All right. Thank you. So we will move on to... Questions? 
I'm okay. There it is, Commissioner McDowell. Uh, yes, Mayor. Thank you. Um, I appreciate receiving the zoning map, um, but the upper left-hand corner has a few Scrivener errors. Hopefully, those can be corrected before second reading. Um, speaking of Scrivener's errors, um, maybe staff or somebody can confirm when the Planning and Zoning Advisory Board meeting actually was held. And what were their recommendations? Oh, shoot, I have the wrong calendar here. Um, it was the third meeting. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you... Who's who's speaking? I will. Okay, just need to state your name. Okay. Who's ever going to talk? Uh, good morning, for the record, Jackson Boone, attorney of the Boone Law Firm, agent for the applicant, property owner. The I believe the PZAB hearing was on February first, and it was a unanimous recommendation of approval to you all. Uh, that's my understanding. I'll look at the calendar. Uh, Yes. The only reason why February I'm asking 1st. is because in the documents they have two different dates, one for February 1st and one for January 18th. So that's why I'm asking for confirmation when it was held. When I looked at the meeting, I saw it for February 18th. So I, I need to get clarity on that. Also, what was <coughs> their, you said their recommendation was? Unanimous recommendation okay, of approval. Yes, ma'am. So we need to double check the exact date prior to second reading, please. Okay. Um, the other question I have <clears throat> is that this property is located in unincorporated Sarasota County, um, but Section 1.03A says that it is contiguous. <clears throat> when I am looking at the property appraiser's map, it is completely surrounded by Sarasota County. I do not see any connections to the city limits of Northport. So help me understand <clears throat> how is this contiguous because I do not want to see a repeat of what we are going through in the future. So for purposes of contiguity, um, rights of way, as you can see here, we're South River Road, that is not included. So contiguity is determined based upon the jurisdiction of the property on both sides of the right of way. And I would need to look into my notes, but there's 100 plus feet of contiguity over uh, South River Road. And I'd have to check Florida State statute to make sure that right away is. It, and it, it, the, the, the jurisdiction of the right away does not come into play here. Uh, the right away, when looking at it for purposes of contiguity, you look at it as if the right away is not there. So, so having the same right of way is the same as having the same boundaries? And, and I really don't know if this is a question for you or staff or the city attorney because um, I, I need to have a 100% level of faith in what is being told. And please don't be offended. You are the applicant, so you have a vested interest in, in your answer. <laughs> I, 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 I understand that and appreciate that. And I'm sure the city attorney could confirm that for you. Um, she would be or the appropriate party. Can. Well, it's it's a question of uh, Florida statute interpretation, and I think it would be legal would be correct. 
but it's that's the accepted understanding of contiguity. Um, I've done annexations into the city of Venice. I've probably done four or five involving rights of way, and they're not considered when looking at purposes of contiguity. So I'll patiently wait to give the city attorney a chance to weigh in. Thank you. Sure, Commissioner, if the board would like us to look into that more, we can bring that back for you at second reading. So that, yes, you will look into this for second reading, or do you need board's uh, consensus to look at this for second reading? The latter, please. The latter. You need consensus? Okay. So let's have a, a consensus to have the city attorney bring that information back for the second reading. Commissioner McDowell? Absolutely. Commissioner Langdon? Yes. I'm a yes. Vice Mayor? Sure, I'm a yes. Commissioner Emmerich? Yes. Okay, so there you, you have your consensus. Second reading, okay. Um, the only other thing, I thought I had another one. In section point, 2.02, and again, I apologize, this might be more of a staff or city attorney question. Um, it says the property is designated as future annexation area, which it is in our comp plan. Um, but it's going to be updated and redefined at a later time. How can we approve something now that is potentially a future approval of some sort. I, I don't understand 2.02, so if someone could help me understand that. Austin, excuse me, Austin Grubb, Planner 3. I'm sorry, um, I didn't catch your name. Austin Grubb, Planner you. 3. Your question is about timing. There's all sorts of timing issues related to annexations. I mean, if you look at the, the language in the, in the upper left-hand corner, um, that needs to be filled out. Uh, it's a, like I said, it's a chicken and egg situation. That needs to be filled out after city commission approves the annexation and before it's recorded. Um, and then what this map is a future, um, or it's, a, it's not an official zoning map because it has not been certified um, by the clerk yet, because there's a timing issue. The, the clerk has to certify the previous, uh, has, still has to certify this map. So um, I'm sorry, I'm not following you. Why would the city clerk, I understand the city clerk has to send the zoning map to powers that be. Mm -hmm. But we give her that direction to move forward. She doesn't do right. that on her own. Right. And once you approve, let's take this annexation as an example. Once you approve it, then you'll give the city clerk her marching orders to then, um, and the city GIS department to update the map and, and have it certified by the clerk. And then it will get recorded. Uh, how does that play into section 2.02? .02? Because the map will be redefined to include the property at that time. We're approving it 
at second reading. And once it's approved, what does section 2.02 have to do with what you just stated? If you look at the ordinance, section 2.02 .02 on page two. Hang on here. Can you read that to me? Section 2.02. .02. Please. This is the property is designated as a future annexation area on the city of Northport's comprehensive plan future land use map, agreed. Mm -hmm. The property will be designated as a land use on the city's comprehensive future land use map at a later date. Mm -hmm. And the map will be redefined to include the property at that time. So my question is, how can we approve this if it's in violation of our comp plan that we, according to 2.02, .02, will be approving at a later date? We can't take that subsequent action until the commission right. takes action. Why isn't it before us today to change the conflict? Because the, the <laughs> I'm going to need to be sworn. I wasn't expecting to come up, so I need to be sworn. Oh, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> Elena Ray, Director of Development Services. Okay, so when you annex property, there is a long process that has to go through multiple steps. This is the first step where we, or you as the city commission, vote to agree that the city wants to annex this property. That's the first step. It doesn't change the zoning. It doesn't change the comp plan. Then that annexation request has to go in an application from the city to the county. The county commission then has to approve the annexation request. Then the city submits a comprehensive plan change to the county. The county has to approve that. Once the county approves that, it comes back here and the city commission will approve a comprehensive land, land use and a zoning classification for it. So it is a long process. All you're approving today is that the city wants to annex this property. You're not changing the comp plan. You're not changing the zoning. The map is simply there to show what the future intent is because we have to tell the county how we expect the property will be zoned once everything is completed. So there can be no development uh, until all of those things you Correct. just said. Thank you. I yield, Mayor. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Elena. You're welcome. Yep. Thank you for clarifying all of that as well. Oh. Yes. One more thing I can also go ahead and clarify for you. Uh, the contiguous issue, Florida Statute 171.0313 defines contiguous uh, it means that a substantial part of a boundary of the territory sought to be annexed by a municipality is coterminous with a part of the boundary of the municipality. It does say, specifically say that the separation of the territory sought to be annexed from the annexing municipality by a publicly owned county park, a right-of-way for a highway, road, railroad, canal, or utility, or a body of water, watercourse, or other minor geographical division of a similar, similar nature 
running parallel with and between the territory sought to be annexed and the annexing municipality may not prevent annexation under this act. So the, high, the road is not counted as long as either side of the road will be in the municipality, then it is coterminous. A road, a city road, or a county road? Does not matter, matter. as long as it's public. Well, well thank you for that. I look You're forward welcome. to the city attorney's interpretation mm -hmm. on that. Thank you. Just one, and again, Jackson Moon, agent for the applicant. Just one, one clarification. We did confirm the PZAB hearing was January 18th. The reason I hesitated on that date, I was in the hospital February 1st with my wife, waiting for our first child to be born. So I was wondering why that was going. So thank you. Not not trying to selfishly so we've plug got a new that, moon but giving in you our future. giving you an idea. Yeah. Lawyer. No dentist. <laughs> Try to teach them how to kick a football, hopefully. Um, well, here I thought we'd have a third or fourth generation boon on a, in, a, in 20 years. Congratulations. Commissioner McDowell, do you have another? Okay, thank, thank you. you. All right, making sure here. All right, so now we're moving on to public comment. There is none. I'm closing this public hearing and looking for a motion. I'll make a motion, Madam Mayor. Go ahead. I move to continue ordinance number 2024-03 to second reading on February 27th, 2024, removing the revised official zoning map on page 19 and replacing it with the correct revised official zoning map prior to second reading. Second. All right, we have a motion made by Commissioner Langdon to uh, continue ordinance number 2024-03 to second reading on February 27th, 2024, removing the revised official zoning map on page 19 and replacing it with the correct revised official zoning map prior to second reading. And that was seconded by Commissioner McDowell. If there is nothing else, let's vote. And that passes five to zero. All right. Again, lots of information for future reference. All right, moving on to item D. <coughs> Ordinance number 2024-01. Uh, this one I think I can direct the city clerk, yes, to read the ordinance by title. Oh, no. Do we, yes, we do need a motion. I'm sorry. Again. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, we have a motion to direct the city clerk to read the ordinance by title only, made by Commissioner Emmerich and seconded by Commissioner Langdon. Let's vote. And that passes five to zero. Take it away, city clerk. Ordinance number 2024-01, an ordinance of the city of Northport, Florida, adopting certain standards of the International Property Maintenance Code related to the exterior maintenance of non-residential properties, buildings, and structures, amending the code of the city of Northport, Florida, Chapter 42, Article 5, 
Section 42-84 through 42-86, providing for findings, providing for conflicts, providing for severability, providing for codification, and providing an effective date. Thank you. City Manager, this is your item. Thank you, Madam Mayor. <clears throat> the City Commission directed staff to bring forward an ordinance to adopt certain sections of the International Property Maintenance Code to ensure the exterior of non-residential properties, buildings, and structures are maintained to certain minimum standards. These standards help to reduce blight and gain property values and enhance the quality of life for city residents and businesses. The International Property Maintenance Code published by the International Code Council serves as a national model for code minimum standard for the maintenance of properties, buildings, and structures. We ask that you move this item to second reading and we're happy to answer any questions you may have today. All right. Um... All right, Commissioner Langdon, questions? Um, I have more a comment than a question, sure. but a quick question for staff. Um, as I recall, we had a conversation about this quite some time ago relating to the condition of some private roads and walls and such on um, commercial properties. So we're bringing this back so that we will have rules in place to be able to proactively deal with these kinds of situations? Correct. Um, right now, we reach out, sort of as a courtesy, try to mediate mm -hmm. a solution. Um, but we're all aware that there are some um, particular items that have been on our watch list for a while, uh, mm -hmm. very large pothole that's sort of turning into our next springs there, you know, <laughs> and uh, a wall and, and things like that. And um, those are on private properties. This will address that. So it will enable us to enforce the maintenance of those driveways, the, the roads, the street signs, the lighting, um, all of those types of things. Thank you. My comment is yay. <laughs> Thank you. Commissioner McDowell. My comment is absolutely yay. Yahoo, Yippee, all of those. Um, so once this is adopted, if it's adopted, help me understand how this new International Property Maintenance Code will give our code enforcement more teeth to be able to enact. How does that work? Because I didn't see any enforcement in this code. Enforcement is under the IPMC uh, enforcement is handled under our code enforcement. Authority. So we have the, our code enforcement officers have the authority to enforce any of our property standards codes. Uh, and that includes the IPMC measures that are adopted. So even now, for instance, um, Florida building codes, if someone is violating the Florida building code, we have the ability to um, send a code enforcement officer out and they can issue stop work orders and um, violation notices. So this falls right in with that. But we, okay, and I'm, I'm not trying to be adversarial. I'm trying to understand because I have a lot of citizens that are very concerned about not only Popeyes in the wall, but other areas. And if code enforcement is going to be enforcing this IPMC, which is part of the, UL, of the city code, they already have that enforcement mechanism in our city code. So how does this give them 
more teeth to so do what they already can do. The enforcement mechanism is different from the codes they can enforce. The enforcement mechanism is they have the authority to go out to properties to um, record violations, to send violation notices, and to take those violators to a hearing magistrate. That's the enforcement mechanism. The specific codes that they are able to enforce have to be spelled out in our code. So, so if they are going to, for instance, to enforce noise, the process, the mechanism is already defined in our code, but they have to have that specific provision that they can regulate for an occurrence or an instance or a condition. Excellent. Thank you for that clarity, and I'm sure that it will be very helpful for those that are watching this. So, brings me to my next question. This code is to adopt the International Property Maintenance Code for non-residential. We all know there are plenty of residential properties that are out there that are abandoned, that are in disarray, that are not boarded up. How difficult would it be to add non-residential and residential to be able to give the code enforcement the same teeth for residential properties that are falling in the same? So the IPMC, as it's written, um, as, as IPMC writes it, applies to any property, residential exactly. or non-residential. And most cities and counties that adopt the IPMC do not differentiate. They simply adopt the IPMC as it comes, and it therefore applies to any property, regardless of what type of property. The, the direction that staff received was specifically to tailor this to non-residential. So we actually had to modify the language that the IPMC uses in order to make it only applicable to non-residential. To make it applicable to any property, we would simply remove the word non-residential and then it reverts to the, um, the straight language from the IPMC. I would defer to the um, our, our legal counsel as to whether we would need to redo first reading because it would change the title block um, and how it was noticed. But uh, otherwise, that's that's the only text language that would have to change. City attorney. <laughs> yeah. So the title block does specify that this um, ordinance is for non-residential properties. So. In that situation, anytime there's a title block change, our recommendation is that the ordinance be re-advertised, um, which would most likely impact its second reading date. Would we have to redo first hearing or just, no. just re-advertise it that is residential and non-residential or remove? We would simply remove the word. Right, we would change the title block and re-advertise, which is a 10-day advertisement period, but the paper needs a few days prior. So, um, you know, most likely this could not be heard for the very next meeting. It would have to be either two meetings or three meetings from now uh, based on the commission's direction that we have a daytime and a nighttime reading for ordinances. I think it's wise to do it that way. Then we don't have to come back and correct something so simple at this point in time and redraft a new ordinance. So thank you for all of that. Um, can we add demolition time limits 
because I know there's a few properties that are vacant. We have we have a dome house. Mm -hmm. How that ever got as far as it did, I will never understand. But there's a dome house. Obviously, it's not going anywhere. Um, and if we were to go to demolition, do we need? One of the emails said that we had to put time limits in our code. Is that a separate Correct. issue or can it, it be addressed with this? It is a separate issue okay. and I am working on an ordinance to bring uh, forward uh, based on a lot of discussions that we've had over many meetings um, on conditions of some of these properties. And um, the the ordinance that I'll be bringing forward and asking for legal review is, is tailored off of another local ordinance that was challenged in court and the jurisdiction was successful. Um, so it does uh, not only have the time limits, but it better defines the process than what we currently have. Excellent. Uh, so we, forward to that. we will be bringing that forward. Thank you. Um, Mayor, I'm finished. Thank you very much. All right. Good conversation. And I'm not seeing any other questions or comments. Um, I just want to make a comment. I really appreciate this coming forward. Um, and that this, and you did clarify that this uh, will be applicable to all, to right now non-residential when this, it, whenever this passes, that it doesn't matter what their development order was or what the original thing was when that property was first developed, this goes into place and is enforced. Right, okay. Um, all right, so. Looking for public comment. Do we have any comments on this? We have two voicemails. Okay. Hi, my name is Nancy Anderson. My address is 4794 Abernant Avenue in Northport. My phone number is 941-840-8320. I'm calling regarding the meeting today at 10 o'clock. The item number is number 5D slash ordinance 2401. Um, my issue as a homeowner, I live directly my house is directly across the canal from the luxury apartments that you're building, which I'm not sure why they're so luxurious on Sumter and Price. Um, there, appear, there appears to be no plan for any buffering wall whatsoever. It's just going to be those low-grade, uh, cheap commercial shrubs that's going to take over 10 years to mature. Um, we would like to have a privacy wall installed for people that live on Virginia Street and Avernant Avenue that have to look at this. Our concern is the light pollution, all the headlights coming in when people are going to be pulling in, the noise concern, but it's mainly the lights. Everybody on our street and everybody on Virginia Street feels the same way. I think it's, I think it's soon enough where you can contact the builder, make the builder build a large six to eight foot privacy wall to protect us. We're citizens, we pay the taxes, we need a buffer wall, privacy wall along the entire uh, condo, duplexes, and commercial things that you guys are building. It's not asking a lot. We lived here forever, and now we're going to be affected with the lights coming into our living rooms, our kitchens, our bedrooms at night as we're trying to sleep. Headlights are going to shine in. Noise is going to be brought in. A buffer wall, privacy wall, needs to be built. We're taxpayers, and I think Arco, Murray, whatever the builder is, can simply foot the bill to pay a privacy wall to protect us residents who have lived here for the past 18-plus years. 
I would love to attend the meeting today. However, I just found out last night I'm a school teacher here in Northport. My my better half is a law enforcement officer. We could not just drop the hat and take the day off to present to you guys, but something needs to be done. I'm not against building, but it needs to be done intelligently. Good morning, commissioners. My name is Dan Bidwell. My cell phone is 941-769-4277. This is for the February 13th meeting date at 10 a.m. It's in reference to agenda item 2024-01, reference uh, international property maintenance code standards. Um, this is a never-ending issue. We are at, uh, Nancy and I are at 4794 Avernat Ave. And the Heron Creek Apartments are directly across the canal from us. And our concern is ongoing with the parking area that you have slated out. The headlights, noise, whatnot, is going to shine directly across the canal into all the residents on Amarnat Street. Um, I don't know if you got my emails or not, but I work in law enforcement, and I can't have lights across that canal constantly shining in and out alarms from the cars, horns from the cars, all the drama that's going to come with whatever you guys plan to put back there, uh, that's unacceptable. We need a six to eight foot barrier buffer installed back there. Um, a little science lesson for you, the speed of sound is 1,086 feet a second. Speed of light to 186,000 miles a second, and whatever you have slated back there for a buffer is going to take years to develop. You can put bushes back there, you can put trees back there. It's not going to grow instantaneously. So in the interim, we all on Amarnett Street have to suffer. I don't know whoever thought that this was a good idea to put parking against the canal. Um, just bad, bad planning. Uh, just because there's something that is not put into a um, ordinance doesn't mean that it's right. I need you people to step up, do the right thing, put a buffer should be required, and may not help me, but maybe it'll help the next guy. Because trust me, there's a whole bunch of people that are upset, and we will remember come November. Thank you very much. That's all, me. Okay. I'll make a motion, Mayor, if you're ready. Yes, I was just making sure nobody else up here wanted to talk, but go ahead. Yep. I'll make a motion to direct the charter officers to work together to change the title block, removing non-residential in the title block and throughout the document. Also instruct them to re-advertise for second reading to be held on March 26th. All right, we have a motion on the floor by Commissioner McDowell. Can we uh, have that reread, please? To direct charter officers to work together to change the title block, removing non-residential in the title block and throughout the document. Also instruct them to re-advertise re for second reading to be held on March 26th. All right, so I have the motion made by Commissioner McDowell. And just to clarify, that was 
The date was March 26th. Do I have a second? Okay, not getting a second. So that motion fails for lack of a second. Do I have any other motions? Mayor, if, if I might speak. Sure. Yeah, um, go ahead. I have a question for city staff. I think Ms. Elena. Um, when we talked about this, it was our conversation and the information shared was specifically around non-residential. My hesitation in removing non-residential at this time is that we really didn't have an opportunity to discuss that. And I have some concern that there might be unintended consequences um, can you talk to that a little bit? I, I'd really like staff's opinion um, on a more complete assessment of the implications of making that change at this time. Um, my other hesitation, I'll kind of put it all out, is we have for such a long time have had such compelling issues on the commercial side. I just hate to see any more delays. So if, if you could talk to that. Sure, I, I can kind of give you some general information. Um, as much as we have had complaints about commercial properties, we also have complaints about residential properties. Um, our ordinances currently do not have much teeth um, from a um, residential standpoint, even less so than we do with commercial. Um, we have buildings that have we, have, we have homes that have been a shell after fires and there's still nothing but walls. Um, we have um, properties that have significant damage, not related to hurricanes, but that have been sitting for many, many years, that we, we literally have no enforcement mechanism. And we do get a lot of complaints from those neighbors. Um, we've had um, people who are trying to sell homes. They can't sell a home because next door is a house that is unfortunately in a dilapidated state. And um, if it isn't in danger of collapsing, building official has no authority at this point to require anything to be done other than have it boarded up, which then creates blight with, with a property that's simply boarded up. So I think from a, a staff standpoint, it would give us the tool that we need to address those issues. Um, however, I will also state that um, not only through the, the non-residential, but adding residential, it, it is a, it's a lift for the resources that we currently have. So um, the, the addition of even just commercial property standards, um, you can expect to see some, potentially some requests for resources in order to enforce these ordinances. Um, but from, from a practical standpoint, it would give us the teeth 
and the ability that the the um, the codes that we need in order to address the citizen many citizen concerns that we have continued to receive. Okay, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, Commissioner McDowell. So just to be clear, by removing non-residential, give staff the tools to be able to use the International Property Maintenance Code for residential and non-residential in the same ordinance. It does, and from a from a staff standpoint, it is less work for us to do it that way than to bring another ordinance forward um, to allow us to do residential as well. And your suggestion is to strictly remove non-residential from the title block and the code. If the commission would like ultimately to be able to enforce the IPMC across all properties, our recommendation would be to go ahead and change it now. It's the cleanest and fastest way to do it. Thank you. Mayor, I will try my motion again if I could. Okay, but I just had one, one question. Oh, sorry. By including residential, um, would this address, there was a situation a couple of years ago where somebody was using their house to repair vehicles. This, these standards would not, would be able to address that? Because I think we were kind of hamstring, like there wasn't really much that could be done. So even situation. with the IPMC adoption, the city is preempted mm -hmm. um, from enforcing or regulating home businesses by the state um, no, based on recent regulations. Right. This was a situation where it was not being used for anybody to live there. It was shell. It was just room. The cars were parked inside the house. As. So, so this would address something like that. Yes, but I think there are other ways that we can use to address that too from a zoning standpoint and a principal use standpoint. So um, I think all of it together would would enable us to address that type of an issue. But we, we do get a lot of complaints about businesses being operated at, at homes and vehicles that are parked as part of a business. And we cannot be right. more strict with those businesses yes. than we would be to any other homeowner. So, right. Um, I understand that. I just want to clarify, this was not that situation. This correct. was, In fact, that's, Commissioner McDowell, that's how I discovered those dome houses. It was on that same street. Okay, where somebody was actually I know. using their, their we, house to We were able to address the, 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 that vehicle situation um, through, our, through our zoning. Okay, okay. All right, thank you. All right, Commissioner McDowell, did you want to? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to attempt it a different way because I have a feeling that the reason my motion failed was because I was removing words and it was misconstrued that it was accomplishing exactly what we were talking okay. about. So I'm going to turn it into something a little bit different to hopefully get a second to the motion. Um, I'll make a motion to direct the charter officers to work together by changing the title block by adding the word residential properties in the title block and throughout the document and to re-advertise for second reading on March 26th. All right, we have a motion made by Commissioner McDowell. Can we read that back? To direct charter officers to work together by changing the title block by adding the word residential properties in the title block and throughout the document 
and re-advertise for second reading on March 26th. All right, we have a motion. I'm looking for a second. I'll second it. Thank you, Vice Mayor. <clears throat> Seconded by Vice Mayor Stokes. May I speak to it? Go ahead. I think by adding the words residential properties to include not only non-residential and residential kind of gives the clarity needed to make sure that it applies citywide for all properties. So thank you for the second, Vice Mayor. And okay. I'm not ready to vote. Oh, I'm I'd sorry. Like to discuss yeah, this sorry. a little bit more. Go ahead. Um, my hesitation in seconding um, this motion is that I'm always reluctant to tell staff how to do their job. Um, I, I'm much more comfortable just directing staff um, to make, you know, whatever modifications so that this can also include residential. Um, I'll vote for it, but I'm very reluctant to tell staff how to do their job. Vice Mayor. Just a point of clarity, I thought I heard Ms. Lena say that it would be easier to amend this Move. and add residential or, you know, make this change now rather than bring it back as a second ordinance. So I, from a I wording just... standpoint, either way accomplishes the goal, whether you remove non-residential or whether you add the word residential, it will do the same thing. And we don't really have a preference as to how, how that occurs. What, what's really more important to us is that we have the tool in the toolbox to use. Right. Um, and so, as far as the ease amending this ordinance, whether you add residential or remove non-residential, is easier for us than crafting a whole new ordinance, taking that through legal review and bringing another a second ordinance back. Perfect. Thank you. That's what I thought. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, Commissioner Amrich. Yeah, the one question I have is probably for staff is the, the date. Uh, Amiable for you guys to do and bring back at that proper time. That works, yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Thank you. All right. That's it, Mayor. Thank you. Anything else? Not seeing anything else coming up. I have that, so let's vote. <clears throat> and that passes five to zero. So we look forward to seeing that come back on March 26th. All right, moving on to item six, general business, A24-0173, uh, city manager, this is yours. Thank you, Madam Mayor. This is a discussion regarding the reallocation of Corona State and local recovery fund in the amount of $2 million from Fire Station 81 remodel project to the road rehabilitation project. Uh, the City of North is a direct recipient of coronavirus state and local fiscal recovery funds, or SLFRF, as well as U.S. Department of Treasury funds, totaling about $8.5 million. Uh, the staff and City Attorney's Office recently met and discovered that the original Fire Station 81 remodel for proposals did not have the necessary federal language to meet the advertising requirements of the SLFRF program. As a result, that funding for Fire Station 81 remodel project will be reallocated to the next road rehabilitation project that can be bid 
and under contract by December 30th, 2024, the deadline funds spent prior to the December 30th, 26 deadline. We're not asking them any action at this time. Um, we believe that bringing this item to you now instead of during the budget process will save us some time. But our grants manager, Ms. Al Malinowski, is here to speak and answer any questions as well. Um, for the record, um, Valerie Melangowski, Grants Division Manager. Um, so we're in the home stretch of these funds right now. It's hard to believe that it was in June of 2021 when we first started talking about these funds. Um, we're kind of getting to the time where time's running out now. <laughs> so we have until December of this year to bid out our projects, um, get things moving. As our city manager mentioned, uh, we ran into an issue with our uh, federal conditions in the procurement of Fire Station 81. Um, staff reviewed eligible projects that could be easily swapped with surtax funding, allowing um, the fire station project to continue. And it was found that that road rehab project had surtax available to do that swap. Um, the, cert, the road rehab um, project also will meet some of the other federal conditions that we have, such as the Buy American, we have Buy American provisions that have to be in there, um, and it's an easier project to put money towards. So um, I will be giving a status update on uh, the coronavirus state and local recovery funds at the budget workshop, so you can get a whole picture of how all of our projects are looking and what the status looks like. Um, and with that, I am available for any discussion or questions. All right. Thank you. Uh, looking for any commissioner questions. Commissioner McDowell. So what would be the next uh, road project that's ready to go out to bid? Oh, pull down Chuck's. That's be public works director. Are you asking asking what streets are going out to bid? Oh, it's the, the right. The road rehab. We do an annual road rehab every year. Correct. So, so what is next slated? I mean, or is that stuff that will happen in budget time? No, it will be complete before then. This will be road rehab twenty four. So this will be. It has to be done by twenty twenty six. Oh, we have more time. It was earlier than that. It has that. to be bid earlier. Yes, it has to be bid and contracted prior to that. So um, it will go into whatever our next phase of paving is. And I'm not sure exactly which section we're moving to right now because we're making some changes to our current road rehab with some of the savings to pick up some of the extra roads now. So we're kind of moving forward. So while you don't know what <laughs> roads they are, there's money surtax money that is going to just kind of swap Correct. from ARPA funds to surtax, surtax, ARPA funds, and you're just swapping them. Correct. And, and those will be done this fiscal year 24, or will it be done fiscal year 25, or will it be done in fiscal year 26? What, which, which project? I'm, I'm, you've lost me. So are you talking about when the money is going to swap or when the road rehab is going to be Both. complete? The money, I assume, is going to swap now. Correct. Okay. After so today. When will the project be finished? What? We don't know what project it is, 
So it's kind of hard to ask when will the project be finished. Right. So we know it's the road rehab project, if you're speaking of that and not 81. So we do a road rehab project every year. Uh, this one has to be under contract by December of 24. So we will have it under contract by December of 24, and typically it's about a six-month run. <coughs> Thank you. Anything else, Commissioner Scott? No. Anybody else have any questions, comments on this? Do we need to take any action up here? Just, you're just letting us know what you're doing. Yes. That's what this is all about. <laughs> I, we appreciate that. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, it's hard to believe that much time has, has passed. I'm grateful that we did have ARPA funds available. Um, I would have liked to have seen some of our um, representatives have voted for it because this, this money has really helped us a lot in our, in our projects here. Um, and thank you for uh, not letting this money get away from us. Uh, whoever, I don't know if that was you, Valerie, but city manager, whoever it was, that was great that we have um, two million dollars that can go for our roads. So I guess we can just move on, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, any public comment on this? Yes, almost, City Clerk, almost. All right, let's go to item B, 24-0180. Uh, discussion and possible action regarding the First Amendment to the City Clerk's, oh, employment agreement. All right. Um, this is going to be introduced by our City Attorney, Clayton. There Thank you, you Mayor. In response to the Commission's direction, the City Attorney's Office uh, worked to draft an amendment to the City Clerk's Employment Agreement, specifically to provide for a change in the time of year in which the City Clerk would receive a performance evaluation. Um, but then also the, the Commission was expressed concern that there would be a six-month period where she may not receive a review and therefore may not get an increase. So the agreement provides for a one-time mid-year evaluation to sort of true that up in the process. The agreement language has been proposed to the city clerk, and Ms. Faust had no changes to the language. So this agreement would change Section 4 of her underlying employment agreement to allow, first of all, for a 2024 evaluation in the middle of, around the middle of the year by April 30th. This evaluation would be for her performance from March of 2023 through March of 2024. So that would cover a full year of her performance. Then the commission would start her new annual evaluation date on November 1. So the November 1 evaluation would be a partial year to evaluate her performance from April 2024 to November, or through October of 2024. Then every November, you'd be back on the full year annual performance schedule. I'll be happy to answer any questions or concerns you have about the language in the agreement. Okay, do we have questions? I think, yes, Vice Mayor. Question for, for City Attorney, and I don't know if it's, it's applicable. I believe there is a bill before the legislature that's working its way that has to do with, uh, I don't know if it's just city manager contract or charter officer contracts that potentially uh, this legislation would, would state that 
that that couldn't take place within six months of an election. Does that have any applicability here? Well, Vice Mayor, as you know, any pending bill does not have applicability, okay. and these bills often, so many of the bills don't make it all the way through to adoption, and the ones that do so often have changes. So certainly, upon the legislature and the, the governor adopting a new right law, we'll analyze years. how that may apply to uh, city charter officer contracts. Generally speaking, you, 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 know, you can't come back and modify a contractual employment relationship by a change in the law, but you know we would have to analyze that as it applies to the existing contracts. Appreciate that. Any other questions? And and I just want to uh, refresh my memory. This was because before it was uh, evaluation no later than November first, because there was a was a concern when you have newly elected commissioners that they weren't there long enough to evaluate? Is that what prompted this, this change? I, I would defer to Ms. Faust. I believe she requested the change in, in that specific date. Yes, it was for that reason. It, right. was, it was in March, so it didn't allow a lot of time for yes. the commissioners. Okay, that's what I thought. And just for the benefit of our citizens, why we were doing this, and I thought that's what it was. And maybe for clarity in the record, uh, to supplement that response, Mayor White, the all as exists today, every one of your charter officer contracts requires that the charter officer be reviewed annually by their anniversary date. It just so happens the anniversary date of the manager's contract is October 1st. The anniversary date of my contract is early September. And you know, the Ms. Oh. Faust contract just happened to fall in March. And so this would sort of put the three charter officers around the same six-week or so okay. time frame for review. Okay. And that makes sense. All right. I don't see any other questions. So any public comment? All right. So I'm looking for a motion. I'll make it. Go ahead, Vice Mayor. I move to approve the First Amendment to the City Clerk's Employment Agreement. Second. All right. We have a motion to approve the First Amendment to the City Clerk's Employment Agreement made by Vice Mayor Stokes and seconded by Commissioner Langdon. If there's nothing else, let's vote. And that passes five to zero. All right. All right, moving on to item C, which is 24-0188. City Clerk, this is your item. Yes, the draft minutes were submitted to commission for review on January 25th, and the commissioner did request some suggested changes on January 26th. It was just to provide clarifying language for ordinance number 2023-32 and DMP 23-121. I've reviewed both of those requests and they have been changed. All right. Any questions, any other comments on this? I'm not seeing anything. Any public comment on this? So I'm requesting a motion. Motion, Mayor. Go ahead, Commissioner. I'll make a motion to approve the January 23rd, 2024 Commission regular meetings as amended. Okay, so I have a motion made by Commissioner McDowell to approve the January 23rd, 2024 meeting minutes as presented with the recommended changes, and that was seconded by Commissioner Emrich. 
No further discussion. I'm not seeing anything. Let's vote. That passes five to zero. All right. City Clerk, any additional public comment? Okay. Wow, it's 11.14. Let's move on to Commissioner Communications. Uh, Commissioner Langdon, you're first up. Okay, thank you. Um, first of all, I, I'd like to thank whoever in the city organized the recent blood drive. I was way late to donate, and that made me... Um, it made it very easy for me to uh, donate blood. Um, a week or so ago, um, I participated in Newcomer Day. That's a really good event that enables staff and commissioners and newcomers and old timers, for that matter, um, who have who live in the city, um, to get to meet, have conversations, have their questions answered. There was a lot of really good. Um, exhibitors there, a lot of good information was shared. Um, that is a highly valuable event. Um, we run it in conjunction with the community yard sale, uh, and I think both of those events work very well together. There's a lot of transfer of people, you know, primarily going to one that then stop by the other. Um, good use of space. Also participated in legislative action days. It's always good to have an opportunity to meet um, and talk with our legislative teams up in Tallahassee. Um, the focus of most of our conversation was around um, projects very important to the residents of the city um, that will be looking for state funding to help us present. So that is my report. All right, thank you. Commissioner McDowell. Yeah, um, so yesterday I attended the uh, FEMA open house that was held in Venice at their community center. Um, it was very helpful in understanding what's going on. Um, these aren't really new maps, they're mm -hmm. maps from a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and I did send an email to the city manager suggesting that possibly he work with the county to host a meeting here at City Hall or possibly at the Morgan Center. Um, this way our residents can get the same information um, that's specific to their property. Um, hopefully him and the county administrator are gonna work on that and, and make it come to fruition because those maps do take effect March 27th. Um, and it's the funny thing I learned is that 10,000 properties countywide were removed from requiring the, the flood insurance, but about 4,000 were added. Um, so it, it was extremely helpful. I really hope that we can do something here in Northport. Um, also attended Newcomers Day, and I want to thank my fellow commissioners who took over after I set up. Um, I, I do appreciate that. Uh, I did appreciate being able to talk with some of the citizens at Newcomers Day. Public Works, kudos to you guys for the rodeo. Holy mackerel, great event, loved it. Um, you guys went all out and I'm glad that you guys are back. Um, 
attended a Florida League of Cities leadership class last week. Um, the training that I received was fantastic. And if it ever is offered again, I highly would recommend it. I uh, attended Northport Area Little League. Um, it's always great to see the families and the kids out there celebrating, especially this year, their 50th anniversary. I uh, attended Florida, Legislative, uh, Florida League of Cities Legislative Days um, after we had met with our elected officials and I went around with the Minnesota League of Cities and met with other elected officials. I actually sat in the House Ways and Means Committee meeting. Oh my gosh, that was eye-opening because the state is considering removing all ability for cities to do property taxes. Yeah, I read that. And yeah. it was quite an interesting conversation between the legislators on how that would look, what that would look like. They're going to be doing a study, um, at least at that meeting. The plan was to do a study, and they were going to create a consumption tax and also possibly increase the sales tax. So this will be definitely one to pay attention to. Um, I have a feeling that this will die on the vine because it had been tried before, a uh, few times before, and it didn't gain, gain any traction, but it still bears uh, keeping an eye on. Can you imagine not being able to have property taxes? <laughs> quite, a a, quite an interesting conversation. Okay. That's all I have, Mayor. Thank right. you. Thank you. Vice Mayor. Yes, uh, also attended Newcomers Day. Um, that's always something I look forward to, get to meet new and old people, asking questions and, and coming through uh, Mullen Center. I also attended uh, with my fellow commissioners the Florida League of Cities Legislative Action Days. It's a good opportunity, again, to bring Northport projects before our delegates to make sure they understand our needs and and uh, how they might help us. And uh, it thoroughly enjoy the, the 50th Little League, 50th year anniversary of our Little League here in Northport, which started with, I believe, about 38 kids and it's now almost 300. Um, the attendance was great and having played ball as a, as a kid like I had a special fondness, so I truly enjoyed it and enjoyed uh, uh, Chief Garrison throwing out the first ball. <laughs> <laughs> he did pretty good from the picture I grabbed. <laughs> That's it for me. All right, thank you. <laughs> Commissioner Average. Yeah, I also uh, attended the Tallahassee meetings with our representatives. But the one thing I wanted to do is thank Mr. Miles for attending yeah. with us and showing us around, navigating us, getting us in and out yeah. with the legislators. And we had a really good time and it was a really good chance to get to know him and know what his purpose with the city is. And he's a great asset. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to make sure that he was mentioned for all of his hard work up there. So, and that's about all I got, so. Uh, yes, uh, I'm starting out with the Tallahassee visits, and I was going to say the same thing. It was so great to have somebody, Mr. Miles, as being our introducer to what we wanted, and then we could take it from there. And just for our citizens, our residents, what we, our three main issues that we brought up was the Suncoast Technical College expansion, 
um, the emergency, or EOC, Emergency Operations Center, and the YMCA uh, Learning Academy, the uh, joint project YMCA is doing with um, um, the King Plastic out there. Uh, so it, I like being focused on, on specific things when you talk to people, and, and I enjoyed, I think, this time in Tallahassee more than I did the other two years because of that, um, and I think that we had the um, attention of our representatives um, because you were, we were focused on things. Um, I did a, a bike rodeo at the Shannon Staub Library that was put on by the Friends of the Shannon Staub Library and also the Friends of the Legacy Trail, and that uh, what conflicted with the 50th anniversary of uh, the um, Little League, which is why I wasn't there. Thank you, Vice Mayor, for stepping up to the plate for that. Um, I heard you, you did well. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Um, some a uh, few weeks ago, we did celebrate Florida Arbor Day, and um, People for Trees partnered with the the city to give away. Well, we had over 200 elm trees, and uh, about 100 of them came back to my backyard. However, I want to say they're all gone now because I kept putting it out there that they were still available, and people came by. So, all those elm trees are gone, and they're in the ground, and that is great. <coughs> Um, for that. Um, I went up to the Embracing Our Differences exhibit that's up in Bayfront Park in um, Sarasota. <coughs> As you recall, last year we hosted it here and that was really exciting. And when I talked to the people at the table about that, they, they were thrilled too that Northport hosted it last year and hoped that that could be done again in the near future and not have to wait so long to do that. Um, so that was a great um, display up there. I also have to say, I think that, right, I really was happy to see that on our City of Northport page that we uh, are acknowledging that it is Black History Month. I'm not sure if that was done last year, um, but uh, with regards to that, I just wanted to indulge or ask some little um, indulgence from my, my fellow commissioners to relay my um, experience with, I actually got to meet Rolanda King, who was the oldest daughter of Dr. King uh, some years ago when I was still living in New Jersey. Yes, I have to admit that every now and then. <laughs> she did a very uh, close and personal pres uh, program. She was in a classroom at the Farley Dickinson College in, in New Jersey. So it was, we were sitting in desks and she was sitting at the teacher's desk. And it was actually in 1985, yes, I am really dating myself here, but it was when um, Dr. King's birthday was first declared a federal um, holiday for the first time. And somebody asked her, what did she think about her dad's birthday being um, a federal holiday? And she said, of course, it's a great tribute to his work and what he stood for. But she said, I still wish I could celebrate my dad's birthday like everybody else with the cake and ice cream. And I just thought, every time I, I remember that, it's like you forget people are larger than life. You forget that they really are human and they have families. And uh, that's what was taken away from them. So just wanted to share that um, recollection with that. So um, I think that's it for me. Charter officers, any, any reports? City clerk? Um, City Attorney? I have nothing, Mayor. And by the way, I, I love your, your jacket. That's my favorite jacket that you wear, and it's so appropriate since tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Please remember those in your life with something, something, 
anything. <laughs> and today, I think, is Fat Tuesday. Isn't it Fat Tuesday yeah. today? Yes. Um, so I figured Commissioner Emmerich would know that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Last day to party. Yes, there you go. OK. Um, and uh, city manager, anything? Nothing, Madam Mayor. OK. So nothing else. And it is 1126, and I adjourn this meeting.